0: What is up, everyone, and welcome back to another Slab Sox live show. Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time here on the SlabSocks YouTube channel. My name is Aaron, joined by Nate, and today we are talking about some market updates confidence meters in the sports card market for certain players and cards and also at the end of today's episode nate will be talking to us about an experience he had today which is pretty cool had to do with cards and baseball two of nate's favorite things and i'm super excited for nate to share about that and i think you all might have heard a little tease about that last night on the pwcc uh, slabsocks sunday's episode or on nate's day in corners on saturday if you are a religious slabsocks listener but if you're just a slabsocks live listener um it'll be really cool and if you already knew about it, Nate gets to tell you about it. So I'm super sure. pumped about that. Uh Nate, just one to ten. How was how was that experience that you'll tell us about later? Eleven. Eleven. There we go. Beats the ten. I love it. All right jumping into today's episode. We're going right into it. No waiting. Uh other than the only update I have to provide is that uh all of the packages from this t- this morning Slab Stocks reveals are shipped out, which is really cool. That was a super fast turnaround time, so thanks to the Slab Stocks shipping team. And then uh Slab Stocks grading submission 415 went out um this past weekend. So appreciate everyone who submitted for that and uh, excited to see what those grades are next submission coming up is the 30th of april so slabsex.com slash grain to submit your cards to sgc through us 18 for sports cards 12 for pokemon cards let's get into today's content consumer confidence all-time low or all-time high now i f- figured you know It'd be kind of cool to do a segment where I'd present the player, a card, and you tell me if it's an all-time low or all-time high. But guess what? That is just way too easy, so there'll be no guessing associated with this. Because, Nate, if I showed you Zion Williamson, what would you say, all-time high or all-time low? All-time low. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I
1: I can't actually believe it's an all-time low. Like I would have expected some of these cards back when they came out to be lower than it is now. So the fact that it's the lowest now is still a little bit shocking.
0: Now, the thing I would say for Zion's cards specifically, it might not hold true for the other cards I'll show you all and talk to you about, but Zion's first graded copies are starting to hit early 2020. You know, this Prism card released in December, this Prism blue Ricky number out of 199. So it's like, it was already getting close to that kind of COVID bubble where we already had a, we, Nate, I don't know if you remember as well as I do, you know, your memory's not as good as mine. It's true. However, I have to admit, I have to admit, Nate, you got me. Okay, Cespedes didn't win the 2014 Home Run Derby. I was, oh. I swore by it was Todd Frazier. Embarrassed myself, honestly. Todd thinks I think it's the – that he won.
1: <laughs> I was like, man, I'm pretty sure it was Cespedes, but I could be wrong. No,
0: Todd got second, and and uh, then he won the following year in Cincinnati. That's where I had the missing link there. But credit to Nate. I made fun of him for his memory, but here's me now uh, having the worst memory. Don't, But don't challenge Nate on baseball. If it has to do with baseball, he won't forget. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: okay. Occasionally.
0: Okay. Now back to this dying card. So the reason why I think that this is all time low now versus back when it first released is that there's already a lot of energy coming to the sports card market, basketball cards prior to COVID happening. That just kind of took it to a new height. Um, But yeah, in fact, this is a new all-time low for it. $1,625 for this BGS 9.5 of the Prism Blue. It's dropped quite significantly recently, even as much as earlier in this year was a $4,000 card. Uh, I think a lot of people were looking forward to him playing in the playing tournament and getting that excitement back to his cards. And it didn't only like not happen. I think it completely fell on its face. The fact that we didn't see Zion play the rest of this year was, was a big detriment to his cards. And looking at 14K for the height of this card which means a PSA 10 probably would have been upwards of 20 K at the peak. Is that nuts? Makes a little cowboy hat there. Almost. Oof. Brian Lewis in the house says low and Brian, you're correct. Good to see you back here. Um, But yeah, this is a 63% drop since it was around $4,200 or so. I think that probably was $4,500. Uh, or actually, $4,300, excuse me, back in uh, the start of 2020, and now it's down to $1,625. Uh, really, really fell off the map, and we'll see what happens from here. But I don't see any uh, really big expectations coming back to Zion Williamson's market until he gets like a run of 20 games going together. But now people are just going to think it's going to get hurt again. That's what happened this year. You know, Nate and I are some of the biggest Zion fans, not from necessarily a card uh, perspective, but for, just from a player perspective. And it's been really disappointing to see you know, the lack of the lack of playing and production. Now on the flip side, all time highs, De'Aaron Fox cards are hitting all time highs. Now this specific card, you know, that there's one sale that hit like $11,000 or $10,500, most recent sale selling 9,300. So a little off the all time high, but De'Aaron Fox's market perception, consumer confidence uh, in the values is at an all time high. Now, the funny thing here is we're talking about all time highs and values, but as we can tell with these graphs it's like just because a card hits an all-time high that there's there's no saying or even confidence in the fact in some scenarios that it will stay up there or progress from there you see zion's cards If you you know if it hit an all-time high at 14k and you you thought you know confidence is is at an all-time high it'll keep going up well, that did not happen, and, and I'm not saying that De'Aaron Fox's cards are going to fall like Zion's has because I don't expect him to miss a bunch of games. He's a you know athletic point guard, one of the quickest in the league, not a massive injury risk other than you know high flying dunks and stuff. John Morant's actually a way bigger injury risk than De'Aaron Fox. Man, he always gets hurt, jaw. Like I feel like there's always a time where he's like jumping in the air, crashing like Derrick Rose, and he's going to be out for like three weeks at a time sometimes. Like he is, will be now probably. Yeah, um, but but Fox had a huge game, 38 points. Uh, the other night in Game 1 against the Warriors, for sure puts his market right now at, at an all-time high. And, Nate, I got to ask you, you know, there's a lot to be left uh with, what I think, the Kings' potential, not even just this year, but maybe next year and the year after that. Are you are you a sell on any Fox card if it looks like this graph? You know, we're talking massive
1: rises since 2018 and even
0: substantial rises since 2021 or 2022.
1: Well, let's see. De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis bon- De Sabonis are... 26 and 25-ish. Yeah, that's a great duo core, by the way.
0: I, I know that we love Halliburton here from a player standpoint. It was worth it for the Kings to get it, those two It together. was. It
1: was. And, you know, they're 25-26. They got young Keegan Murray, who is really good. They're going to be entering their prime together and just building off of this, which I think is important because we're in year one and a half of this relationship. And now we get to build and build. And you can see, you know, what the – now, obviously, these guys aren't Giannis. But you see what Giannis and Chris Milton built together year after year after year. And there's no reason the the Kings can't keep getting better by just, you know, these two guys entering their prime and building together.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens with the rest of this playoffs. More specifically, I think, next year. Do they all take a step forward and get even better? Can they challenge for, like, a two-seed next year if the Grizzlies are as good or something like that or – you know who knows what happens? Maybe a full season, the Suns with KD and Booker, and they end up in the one seed. Uh, we don't know. You know, we'll see next year. But I think they'll be extremely exciting to see what this Kings team does. And Bazooka Tom is definitely uh, maybe a, a pseudo Kings fan or or a real Kings fan, considering uh, there's no basketball team in Iowa unless he maybe like the Wolves. I don't know. But uh, Keegan Murray is definitely the one to collect. He's a Hawkeye. Bazooka Tom, our resident Hawkeye fan here at the Slab stocks community. So I feel
1: like there's a like a odd amount of good. Random players in sports from like Iowa. Like who else? Well, like Kittle's from Iowa, right? Oh, I I don't know. You're asking the wrong person that one.
0: I don't remember playing against him in. Uh... Who's the? There's a tight end from. There's a tight end from Iowa. I thought it was. He, Kittles, you know, I... it, it is. It is him, bro. He was born in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, I had no idea. Weird. Bro. And he stuffed
1: us. He didn't come to Madison. That's probably boring. didn't recruit him. Trash recruiting process. Honestly, probably not. I know that. Uh, probably tried to turn him into a defensive end. Wait.
0: Noah Fan, was he Iowa?
1: He might have been. Because uh, Tom. Tom was a, he was. Noah Fan also was Iowa. Yeah, and then you get Keegan Murray and not Iowa, but uh, Halliburton, Iowa State, right? Yep. Also born in Wisconsin. Shot, Wisconsin.
0: Creating a bunch of nice athletes. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah Deer Fox. Think. So. Oh yeah. Wow. I forgot about that one too. Now you tell me though, like I know that it's always like take profit if it's there, but normally when we see a graph like this, the risk is quite high. Do you think the risk is lower right now with holding Fox cards and maybe the normal big rise like this? I have a question for you.
1: Yeah. When was the last time the Kings made the playoffs?
0: 17 years ago, my
1: man. Okay. Um, do you think that the hype would be more for a guy making playoffs two years in a row or for a guy leading a team to the playoffs for the first time in 17 years?
0: First time in 17 years. <laughs> There's my answer. So he's still a, he's still a sell right now, even, even though the Kings have a lot to go, here's what I'd say. Sell it, make your money. If you bought into early on Fox, wait until you see if prices go down, if they get eliminated by the Warriors, or even if they lose next series, You know there might be a little bit of gains to be had this playoffs. If they really beat the Warriors, but, um, you know, lower your risk buying later over the offseason. And, uh, you know, you might be able to snag some nice
1: cards. And Gabriel says, just give Wade Miley the Cy Young case closed. Imagine striking out eight times to Wade Miley. That dude doesn't strike guys out. He just caught his ground balls, pop flies. That's crazy. I thought he was really a ground ball guy for sure. As a team, you strike out eight times to Wade Miley. Rough scene. Can you guess what his all-time
0: high card sale was? De'Aaron Fox or Wade Miley? Wade Miley. $23. No. $385 for a 2012 Bowman Sterling Auto Redemption Super Superfactor. $385 in 2013, bro. Someone paid $385 for a Wade Miley card in 2013.
1: Well, what, Wade Miley was pretty good back then, right? Well, I, I, I'm i not 2013, saying. 2013, he was coming off of a 3-3. Three, three, so 2012, he had a 3-3. Three, three, Three ERA and 194 innings, and the three 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 five five ERA and 202 innings in Arizona. So we had like back to back really good years.
0: I but. guess so, but the, remember the market was tiny back then. Like we're talking yeah, he, about. I agree. Either way, still still crazy. Uh, all right. Next up, Nate. I'm gonna let you speak to this guy, Joe Adele. This is crazy. This is a crazy graph. Three hundred dollars was the first sale for this card. Uh, back in 2018, when the market obviously was substantially lower, reached all the way up to $700 for a Bowman Chrome based auto PSA 9. We know that there's a lack of color autos with Joe Adele. Yeah, but no. Why
1: is this card $46 now? <laughs> so I'm under the impression that there is no greens, blues, purples, refractors, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I Art think there's wait. blacks, golds, oranges, reds, and the super. It started with gold, I think. I don't think there's any blacks. There's no blacks? I thought there was black, but Maybe I, could, there I is. could be super wrong. Um, honestly, at $46, this is almost like a, I'd take a flyer on that. I mean, considering – did you see what he was doing in AAA to start the year? There's no blacks, just confirming. Uh, I did not see what he's doing in AAA to start the year. Um, so, obviously, this could be just the case of quad A player, right? You know, every time he gets called up to the majors, he stinks – in the in AAA is just way too good. But in AAA this year, he is currently hitting 322 with a 452 on base and an 814 slugging with 8 home runs in 15 games. Okay. And good defense from that's what good, I hear. That's good stats. Um but, you know, and that's a 1026 or a 1266 OPS. In AAA last year, he had a 920 OPS but a 637 in major leagues 934 the year before that in triple a but 703 um so it's it's like you don't want to buy in you don't want to buy into the stats and yet and yet part of me is like ah, it's gotten so cheap it's 46 comes it? up and has a hot week in the majors i don't even to be good what if you just carried that hot week into the majors for for one week yeah, $46 is extremely, extremely cheap, and it is an all-time low for this card. And and specifically because of the lack
0: of colorados. Yeah, so you, it, the, the value prop's a little bit higher on this anyways, as it is. Uh, Don on the Farm says don't get fooled by Adele. Michael Ham says can't handle the big show. Uh, GA Rob says Joe Adele is was waste money. He
1: will never be the same. Adele See, I, neither, would, I would, would normally yeah. agree with all of these, and I do kind of agree with all of these, except <laughs> – that look at what look at Jared Kelnick right now. I would have thought the same thing about him. In fact, when we were looking at that tops chrome sapphire purple auto, I was like, I don't know, man. I, I just can't keep doing this with these Wisconsin guys.
0: <laughs> man, he's really going off to start the year. Uh, getting back to a couple of comments at the top here, not really to baseball. 1000 mountain says in market is falling recently. Would it be better if he just moved down from PSG or with a drama? Follow him elsewhere. If he, is he worth picking up at these cheaper prices? I think he can find a nice rare card for a good value. Definitely. Uh, would not say it's a bad pickup. I think he will be moving to real Madrid at some point in the future. I kind of hope it's sooner rather than later. He needs to start playing harder domestic domestically and also needs to start advancing further in the champions. League to really get some fire to his market outside of the world cup years. Uh, so we'll see, but you know he's one of the best in the world, and, and or will be the best in the world in the future, talent-wise, from uh, all-around perspective. Holland obviously is is a is an animal, but um, wouldn't, wouldn't say it's a bad idea for sure. Hey,
1: fun fun fact here. So um, the the age difference. Let me just make sure I'm right here. Okay, the age difference because uh, GA Rob says Kellenic is still young though. The age difference between Kellenic and Joe Adele – is three months wow three three month difference between these two guys uh Kelnick, july of 1999 joe adele april of
0: 1999 dang rather closer one of them is uh figuring it out a little bit uh just a little sooner than the other but also joe adele did, and doing did, it in the majors <laughs> yeah and doing the majors um do you get called up before kalanick I think you did
1: uh well they've both been up the last two years but i believe joe dell was called up three years ago (laughs) am i wrong i know i think i'm wrong 1000 right there. there
0: 2020 i heard that uh soto is not doing the shuffle anymore because of the pitch clock not enough time to uh shuffle on the uh in the batter's box maybe he is still doing it i just don't watch enough uh Padres baseball that's definitely possible uh, Hector, Satisa, buy. Not sure of current prices. Maybe we'll bring that one up later when we talk about what Nate was doing um tonight. We'll bring up Tatis, And um Chris says, Aaron, I know it's off topic, but keen looking into why 2014 Prism World Cup PSA 10s are selling for over $200 when they were under $70 a few weeks ago. uh That's a good question. A price rise like that in today's market makes no sense, especially on a base card. But I do see them at $70. I mean, maybe it was just a. Uh, a one-off. I mean, it was down to like forty dollars, but now it's up to seventy. I don't see two hundred at all, though, unless there's one like weird one-off sale. But it does look like it's around seventy right now. He is. He was scoring a lot of goals in the Saudi League, but you know that doesn't mean a lot to anyone or to most people. Adele is the best quad A player of all time. Yeah. yeah. So this is a fun one. This is not neither an all-time high or all-time low, but the reason why I put it in here is because it is getting close to an all-time low, um, or back to what the prices were. This is his BGS nine point five. Yelich's uh, Refractor Auto 500. This is definitely a hard graph to look at, man. There was a nice 2 years ch- chunk of chain, uh, time there when this card was over a $1,000. And uh now it's down to $108. The starting price back in 2012 was $41. Now, Nate, I was watching the Brewers broad- broadcast the other day, and they said, they asked Craig Counselor, something like this, or someone else, can Yelich get back to his 2019-2018 power, let me hit doubles and home runs all the time, and they said, or Craig Council said, uh, we don't want him to get back to that. We want him to to reinvent New yellow in a new role, which is what he's doing. It seems scoring the most runs in the MLB. I think he's, or at least he's like tied at the top right now. Do you think that that new role is going to actually benefit the Brewers to like the point where we can win some playoff series again, or do you, like card market wise, it could just kill his card market? Right, if you're not hitting for power anymore, if you hit
1: 12 home runs in the year or whatever, like. No one's well, probably gonna want his cards. For starters, I'd like him to just hit <laughs> right now, <laughs> considering he's hitting 227 with a 320 on base and a 348 slugging. Um, so he's 17 percent worse than league average. So I would like him to start with just hitting straight up. Now, if yeah. he runs 100 100 point better on base percentage, if he can hit 260 and he's getting on base 360, or if he can hit 270 and he's getting on base 370, I take it. All right, I will take that all day long. Um, at the top of my lineup, uh, you just get on base. You let the guys behind drive them in. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with he still he still has wheels, he'll still get into scoring position. That being said, he also he doesn't lead the league in runs, though he does have fourteen. You know what he leads the league in? Putouts. I don't know. Strikeouts with twenty six on the year. That's brutal. What? 26? Yeah, in 16 games. So, uh right now, right now I'm not e- I'm not even just hoping for power. I'm quite literally just hoping for him to be able to hit enough where he can be as good as last year.
0: So, Nate, he's on pace for 142 strikeouts this year, which is actually less than he had last year. Did he lead the NL know on
1: strikeouts last year? No, he had 162. Uh what's crazy is so he was 288, 284, 300, 298, 282, 326, 329 batting averages from his Miami years to the Brewers, all really good. And then 205, 248, 252, 227, which you shouldn't put a ton of stock in the batting average, but when it goes from high 280s, 290s, 300s, 320s to your highest is 252, that's a major issue.
0: I think the bigger problem is, well, I, not bigger problem. I just, my point is, is he hasn't had over an 800 OPS since his MVP. Uh, well, he got MV, second MVP since his back-to-back really, really good years. Yep. And it looks like he hasn't had an over 400 slugging percentage in a full season since then either. Well,
1: well, yeah, full season.
0: Not kind of COVID year. When he had yep. 205. Yeah,
1: it's uh, oh. it's not been pretty, and I, yeah. I, it's I don't like
0: it. <laughs> I just, I just hope that he can make himself valuable to Brewers because Brewers signed a big contract. If he can make himself valuable and get on base and, and, and the like, then I'm happy. But his, uh, his
1: defense has been decent this year. I mean, considering he's 17% worse than league average hitter and he has 0.4 baseball reference wins above replacement.
0: I just saw that and it actually ran through my head too. And it made me a little happy because when I was watching the game the other day, he actually uh,
1: looked like he was trying in the outfield. I, I can't say he looked like he was trying them the other years, but it looked like he was. trying I mean, to I them. gotta imagine that if you have Garrett Mitchell there, and you have Joey Weimer who leads the league in defensive runs saved this year, you kind of probably feel like you have to give it your all. Yeah, otherwise you get shown up by these young guys, and you won't want to play anymore. <laughs> not that, not that Joey Weimer is hitting either. He is not hitting well. Yeah. Um, but, but, but I more in the outfield, if if you are leading, if you are leading baseball. All of baseball in defensive runs saved, you have a lot of value.
0: down on the Farm says, so now he's Kevin Kiermeyer.
1: There's is yellowish. Uh, I thought Kevin Kiermaier was like a really good outfielder. He is, really, he was really good. Outfielder. I don't know if he's still a really good outfielder, yeah. considering age, but yes, he was a really good outfielder. Um, I would say he's a, a better uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. at this point. Oh gosh, brutal. Um, moving on, moving on from the ultra depressing talk. Oh, so Jackie Bradley Jr. was also an insanely good outfielder, so that's not a, but he was a much worse hitter. Yeah, that's still not a good comparison, but you <laughs> get my point. Yeah, we're close. Uh,
0: Otani, Otani, all time high, bro. Can we rewind to 2019 when a sapphire rookie PSA nine was fifty two dollars? That's insane. That's
1: insane. Uh, Can we this rewind was... to 2019 when I pulled a jersey auto number to ten of Otani and then sold it for like two hundred sixty bucks. Like I, I didn't think that would be nowadays. I didn't think that was a bad sale at the time. It wasn't, but
0: I'd still like to have it back as opposed <laughs> to two hundred sixty bucks. That I can understand. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to
1: figure this out quick enough. But I was trying to.
0: What was that series two?
1: Yeah, number to ten. I don't know if you'll be able to find that. I was just trying to find one that is similar, and it's proving difficult. I <laughs> think did. You auction? I found your auction. Yeah, 26- we did.
0: 265 in 2019.
1: It is. Are there any more? Uh,
0: no, <sighs> least, I, I don't bet there's so.
1: nine others sitting in. Uh, sitting oh, wait,
0: up- one did sell a PSA 9 in 2022 sold for $900 in June. That puts card values at $1,325 now for that card. <laughs> <laughs> um, G.A. Rob says, Otani still a great buy compared to his prices in late December. Well, I'll tell you what, his prices are quite a bit more than, now this was back in July, I think was the last clock price. This, so it did increase a lot since last July, but this new PSA 9 sales $2,000. Yes, all-time high for his card. And we just wrote about his warm-up shirt, PSA 9 short print, that also got an all-time high recently at $200. So lots Otani, of... uh,
1: real quick, before you move on to Fatih, o- Otani seems like one of those guys that if you just have the money... And you can stomach it just being an investment without trying to make the money back. This seems like one of the most, there's no sure bets obviously, but this does seem like close to one of the most sure bets of a guy that is going to grow in like aura as the years go on, where you put in $2,000 now and in 40 years when you're ready to retire or whatever, and your grandkids are like, tell me about Otani, or your great grandkids. I don't know, whatever. Um, it seems like one of those guys where we're all going to look back and we're going to say, yeah, we watched Otani play. He was amazing. He could he could be fooled and uh, you know be shoulders way out uh, and still hit the ball four hundred feet if he wanted to. Stuff that I haven't seen and it's and and throw a complete game shutout where he wins with the only home run Giovanni Gallardo style um it's just it's it's one of those things that if you can just put the money in now and not care and not need that money i mean how how does it get any better we're going to be look at what babe ruth cards do nowadays
0: can we take a moment to look back and say wow that's a great card i wish i didn't sell that yeah we should not have sold that um so this is a finest mystery redemption on card auto. I'm numbered on 99 SGC nine. We bought this for like a thousand dollars as a BGS 8.5, got regraded, did move up to an SGC nine with a 10 auto. Uh sixteen hundred dollars on the sale did make us some money, which was nice. But this card for sure is like pushing four thousand dollars now. Um, before the season started, there's a BGS 8.5 that sold for three thousand dollars So this is, in my opinion, for sure pushing 4 k And that's the only issue, Nate. With you know, we we've bought and sold a lot of cards through both PWCC through whatnot. Yeah, you through, keep it
1: moving. You keep it moving. You keep it
0: moving. Right. Inevitably, you're going to look back and find things like this. Yeah. Find many different things, right? But you know but,
1: what? In in an effort to keep it moving, how many cards have we sold? I if we went back and looked at cards, we're like, wow, I'm glad we sold that. Yeah
0: it plenty of cards and also i'd point like to point out here if you take our profit of around four hundred dollars i'd say after fees that bought us the Wander franco in the exact same episode this sold there you go the blue the blue father's day so we just shifted the money around and i still think this would end up being more valuable of course than the uh but we got our original investment out of it too so i guess that's the other thing to point out e- either way just thought it'd With be we, fun to share
1: by selling this we got a free Wander franco father's day blue
0: That's exactly what I'm saying. So So, we'll take it.
1: We'll take it. But (laughs) I still, I still think if we are looking for, if we have got some extra cash, just long-term buy a card, put it away. As long as he stays healthy. And I get, I get that that's a worry because like there's the same thing with Mike Trout and then he didn't stay healthy. Mm -hmm. As long as he stays healthy and keeps doing what he's doing. I mean, there's just no way that this is a fail. Yeah, but
0: uh, that's the as long as, and then if, and then that's how it could be a fail. So.
1: And even if even, even if he gets injured, there are going to be people talking about these this three-year stretch for 50 years. I
0: agree. I agree with you, for sure. Oh, Gabriel says, my brother sold a raw 1997 Metal Universe Emmett Smith PMG Green attempt for $120 back in 1999.
1: That's good money in 1999. Look at that. You just got a PS1. Actually, I don't know. They probably were more expensive than that, but still. Uh, we want to know how much a green PMG is worth? Yeah, you got to look that up. A PSA
0: 5 sold for thirty eight grand.
1: <gasps>
0: <laughs> a PSA 5.
1: If, if this was me, guaranteed that $120 went to a lot of Baja Blasts and uh, <laughs> other Taco Bell goodies.
0: Oh, gosh, that's my favorite. Uh, I love when you when you do that, the Taco Bell. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, all-time low. Now, the last sale was like $10 more than the all-time low, I think. But we're at $42 now for a PSA 10 on Sufazi Sapphire Rookie. Oh, man, those first graded copies back when PSA shut down and there was like a pop 20 on the market or something like that at $2,000. It's just hard to look at considering his car is $42 now. Now, he's also been injured a lot. And uh, multiple knee surgeries, plays here, plays there, does well sometimes, doesn't do well, or play other times. So, it, this is a clear case of a lot of supply into the market and big drops with a lack of uh, you know, excitement around this car market, anyways, from playing perspective. But yeah, one to point out here on Sufati all time, well, that's a 98% drop. Is there's some cards you can find like that, but that is oof, 98%. That is a tough number to look at for sure. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, Hector sold a Kobe rookie game used full uniform for $8,000 in 2003. Holy cow. How do you even – I can't believe you you had well, that. That's well, insane.
1: We all have our stories apparently. <laughs>
0: yeah, we, we do have all, all have our stories. Wow. I'd have to think about something I have, but that's crazy. Wow. And then I think the last one I've got highlighted here. Yes, this is the last one. This is uh, David Paschnerak. I talked about him last week actually. And uh, he hit 60 goals, PSA 10, just hit a big spike here recently after getting 60 goals, helping the Bruins break the record for most wins and points in an NHL season. Uh, this is, you know, it's not quite the all-time high. It's a little bit off the all-time high back in 2021, but the market perception for sure is an all-time high. I mean, look at that rise in that short of a period. That's crazy seeing in 2023. What a great year for him, and we'll see what they do in the Stanley Cup playoffs. For their sake, I hope that they get to the finals because they have that great of a year and not make the finals would be very disappointing. I'd say. Did Corbin Carroll turning into a player that everyone hoped he would.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, he's as of yesterday when I checked, he had a 101. Um, uh, wait, was it Corbin Carroll? I don't know. Corbin Carroll only has a those wouldn't be 101 WRC or OPS pluses. I gotta, I gotta recheck that. Oh, 123 now. Did Corbin Carroll have a great game yesterday?
0: I was gonna say the stats. I'm looking at the screen right now: two ninety three, three hundred five, five fifty two, four. Oh, significantly four. better
1: than what I looked at yesterday. He must. <laughs> I wonder if he had a great game. You know, one game, one game early in the season can uh, up that uh, drastically. He did have a home run, two RBI yesterday, going uh, two for two. So, so, so he gonna... was seven fifty eight OPS the game before, and now an eight forty two.
0: Well, that's a big jump. Uh, I'm going to round back really quick to Bazooka Bazooka Tom's comment on Otani because I actually meant to say the same thing. So he said, I think it should be noted that now is probably not the right time to buy Otani since the Angels will probably not win the World Series injury or not, there will still be Otani dips. I do think that there will be a small pullback unless he just keeps on going crazy and win Cy Young and MVP in the same year or something like that, which I guess is definitely possible. Um, But I, I guess I would be a cautious buy in the near future where, like, you know, there's been some pretty big rises, no matter what rises. Normally there's a small pullback. So, but Nate, what Nate's coming from perspective is like the money, the extra 200 or $300 doesn't matter to you. If it doesn't matter to you, then that's what you just saying is lock something up. That's nice. I guess that's probably what you meant. Right. Yep. All right. Cool. All right. Moving on to our next segment. Unless you have anything else to add here, Nate, before you go on. Um, nope. We're good. Right, awesome. Moving on to our next segment. So there's this thing called Fall Territory. Now, I'll let Nate talk to you about this starting about right now because today, not only was Max Scherzer on Fall Territory, but look at that. Max Scherzer, Will Smith, and stocks all joined the broadcast. Nate, talk to, us about, talk to us about what Fall Territory is and then what you were doing today. First, give everyone a, an insight to what this new channel is that started a month ago.
1: Yeah, so foul Territory is a... What they're trying to do is have a. They have Scott Braun, formerly MLB Network, um, and then a bunch of players. So you can see AJ Pierzynski right there. They've got Eric Kratz, former Brewers catcher. They've got Todd Frazier, Reds, Mets, White Sox. Um, hit a bunch of home runs. They've got Adam Jones. I assume you all know who Adam Jones is. They just brought in Lorenzo Kane. Okay. They in Jason Kipnis. And then they also get on a bunch of players. They talked to Will Smith, formerly of the Brewers, not the catcher Will Smith, but the reliever Will Smith. Um, and they also talked to Max Scherzer today. They've talked to Freddy Peralta in the past, Christian Yelich, uh, guys like that. Ken Rosenthal's on the channel. Um, so they have a lot of big names, and they're just trying to cover sports from a baseball player perspective. Awesome. Uh, essentially. And... Um, Pretty cool idea. They just started a month and a half ago. So they're still growing. Uh, you know, they don't have, you can see they have 3,000 subscribers and that's a month of growth, which is pretty good, I think. Uh, pretty good. I think it's really good. Yeah. We would we would say after having done this for years and years and years, um, that's really good. And getting guys like Max Scherzer on is a huge boon to that. Um, so today, somehow, some way, I followed up Max Scherzer uh on the show uh which is a wild wild thing to say um and you can see here uh either i said something dumb or somebody else said something dumb because kratz has his hand in his head uh
0: nate this was when aj prasinski said to you nate do you want to buy a corbin burns base card for
1: four dollars and you go i'll buy it if you sign it (laughs) that's right so i will see if he does that but um yeah, so I got to go on the show, and Todd opened up a box of 2019 Topps Museum collection. Um, he had a Artist 101, artist 101 sketch card, um, a, which is I, I emailed the guy at Topps just for some clarification because I couldn't find it, and he said, and I quote, the auto Todd mentions about on the back is not Andre's, but just the artist writing the player's name the cards limited to 50 were the canvas collection reprints which are reproductions of select one of one sketch cards. Um, this is a true one of one sketch card from an artist named John Pliak. So I don't know where that's at in the um, I don't know where that's at in the checklist. I still have to look closer at the checklist and see if I can find that. But he did hit a Juan Soto auto, a one of one uh sketch Willie adamas auto a quad patch there for the rockies and it was a really good time we got to talk cards and they're really nice and uh uh made it relaxing for me because i was a bit <laughs> nervous obviously and uh it was a good time
0: yeah there's the uh, andre dawson right there the uh like you said they do the what do they call them recollection what the, the when they when they do like the ones that they print not the actual hand done ones oh the reprint
1: the reprint that's just reprint
0: Okay, so so they basically they have an artist design it and then they reprint them to put more in the set, but this was the true artist designed one, right? Or the true sketch or whatever of it.
1: Yeah, but I'm just I guess I'm just a little bit confused as to where to find the um like so from from the guy I emailed at tops looking for an explanation of what it was. uh, he said the auto Ted Todd mentions about on the back, because there's an Andre Dawson auto. I guess it's not auto by Andre Dawson, it's the artist. Who was John Pliak, yeah. writing a, the player's name on the card and then signing the card himself. Um, he said the card's limited to fifty. were the Canvas Collection reprints, which are reproductions of select one-on-one sketch cards, whereas this is a true one-on-one sketch. But I don't, I can't find this one-on-one sketch on the. Uh, Got you on the checklist, so I don't know what to make of that.
0: So as a viewer of the show, first of all, it was super cool, you know, proud of Nate for being on there. That was awesome to see him up there talking with. Definitely you know. a highlight of my Slab sock's career. <laughs> that's my dad's like, I think that's probably a highlight of Nate's Slab Sox career. He literally said that to me right after it. Uh, it was some really funny moments on there uh nate cracked a few jokes they're laughing back and forth so i would i would urge you all to go look up fall territory on youtube you got subscribe to them and watch the episode you can click live shows on their channel to find today's and nate's segment starts i think around like one hour and
1: 50 minute mark
0: or so hour 50 minute mark i still think it's wild like you said you followed up max scherzer he was a guest right before you and then boom here comes slap socks nate um but i was excited about that willie adamas auto for sure and uh really really cool card and then the the sketch was awesome the juan so juan soto auto was was wild uh and nate was on there breaking down some of the numbers and looking up some of the values for them and stuff like that so hopefully going forward you know this this happens again and you all can tune in live and uh shout out in the chat i know shout out big john shout out to big john one of our very own here from slab socks was there watching and and throwing in some comments for us we appreciate that a lot so that's pretty cool to see and i hope to see it done again nate uh what what was, like, your, from expectations, were you, would you just go in there looking to talk baseball and then came out like, wow, that was awesome? You know, I don't, I don't know if you have much reaction to yeah, it. I, like...
1: don't, I don't know what my expectations were. I was just hoping it wouldn't be awkward, you know?
0: <laughs> Definitely wasn't, in my opinion. I was just a couple dudes having some fun
1: time with some baseball and cards, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, Scott was there. I've talked to him before, but I had obviously had not gotten to talk to Todd Frazier or AJ Przinsky, or Eric Kratz before. So it's kind of like one of those, like, are these dudes that played professional baseball going to be like, what the heck is this guy doing on our screen? And I was like, I sure hope not. Um, and they were very nice and very personal. And Todd Frazier especially, like, went out of his way to ask a bunch of questions and stuff and yeah, uh, say my, you know, say my name. Like, it's nice when you're talking to somebody and you. Aaron, what do you blah blah blah, you know? It's yeah,
0: yeah, like you you feel like knowledge, you feel like that they care about you being there and stuff like that. It's super cool, you know. They they seem like awesome guys, and hopefully someday we can meet them. Um pause at a bad time for you. <laughs> but um, so I want to bring up there was a comment earlier about Tatis's market because there was a segment here where you guys talked about Tatis, and uh, I urge everyone to go watch that because it's really funny and, and AJ is super dry humor. So I, I go watch that. But um, Nate, what what are your thoughts on the Tatis market right now? Because Hector, I think, asked earlier. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Tatis market this moment, with him coming back? And you said a week, right? Uh, Thursday. Oh wow, this Thursday.
1: Yeah. Um, my thoughts are, if you, there's going to be people that hate Tatis. There just are. But if he plays well, that cures everything. So it really comes down to him. If he's playing well, people will collect him. If he's not playing well, the hate and the uh, Angst and everything against him will come out. So, so and um, and not only from fans of Bay- like fans outside of the Padres, but also Padres fans because he's signed to a huge extension. So it's just it's just one of those things where it, it it comes down to him. If he plays well, I think his market will be hot. If he doesn't, obviously it will be worse than normally not playing well. I'd say the market's
0: higher right now than when he first got suspended, but it's still quite low, and I'm sure he still has a lot. Of- way to go with fans and even Padres fans themselves probably from trusting him again, you know, because yeah. uh, there's a lot of letdown. I know last year, one thing I want to point out that Todd brought up was that he has a lot of his own one of ones or different rare cards. He said he buys his own cards all the time. um And then I think he asked Kratz and, and AJ if they buy their own cards or something or you asked
1: them. I asked him. <laughs> Kratz goes, yeah, people give them to me. Yeah. Oh, I like funny. it. That's like you. You, you and Eric mean? Kratz, one and the same. Me? Yeah, Tops gave you uh, your own cards. Oh, it's true. I Someone bought one yet. They did give me the cards, though.
0: <laughs> it was very funny. Uh, it was very funny. But, yeah, once again, you can go check out that segment, Unfollow Territory YouTube channel. They go live Monday through Friday to run a two-hour show. Uh, I watched it today. It was actually a very insightful show just outside of Nate's segment. They were talking at the start a lot about the uh, – uh Erman what's his first name? Domingo,
1: the Yankees pitcher? Spoke oh, German. Uh starts with a D. Oh, Domingo German. Is it German?
0: Yeah, I, I heard German? them pronounce it like Herman, I think G's silent. Um, But either way, they are talking about that. There's a lot of player perspective from like cheating standpoint. They actually asked Will Smith one time about, I think when he got kicked off a game for having something on his arm or something like that uh but either way it was a really cool show would recommend if you're a baseball fan for sure checking it out and of course the times that nate's nate's on there or hopefully on there going forward that uh, you all come on and uh, chat baseball cards with all of us it's pretty cool pretty pretty cool so nate awesome job on there and i uh, can't wait to see what's up next um Ooh. interesting Sports Card Professor Seven says, Flash News, NEOs, Cards, and Comics just posted. Now things are getting spicy as Panini has sued FNAX for the recent talent acquisition from their ranks. Interesting. I will be looking to find that info right after this live show and probably post about that because that's wild. Uh Let's see what happens there. Nate, I know Nate covered that in a daily slab. I think, you know, for anyone that isn't aware of what happened, Panini basically – Uh, or fanatics hired a bunch of different panini top ranking officials in football card categories and stuff like that. I think to help them with their transition into uh, the, the new licenses, obviously as those will come in the following years. Nate, anything else to add on the follow territory
1: segment before we uh, wrap up with whatnot schedule for the week? Um, It's just really cool to experience something. I never thought I would get to experience. So that was a a treat. And uh, really I got to experience it because of everyone that follows us. Um, because if it wasn't for everyone, the 43 of you in here and the people that watch it afterwards and the people that comment on our Instagram stuff, um, they would never have seen Aaron and I or to be able to give me a chance to do this. So, thank you. Awesome. Well said. All right, just two
0: shows this week on Whatnot, Tuesday and Thursday. So Tuesday, tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern time, I'm doing Prism, EPL, first off the line, Soccer. Uh, You have half a case going hopefully maybe do the second half of the case if people are interested. And then Thursday, Nate, we'll be doing a What's Brewing segment for Chrome F1 Sapphire. I will actually be in Toronto at that time trying to tune in uh, on the road. And uh, we will be gearing up, preparing for next week, which is Bowman Release Week. So two shows this week, but hopefully more coming out next week with Bowman Release Week and all of soccer singles next week as well. But Tuesday and Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time is where find us this week on Whatnot to hang out with us throughout the week. That's all I got, everyone, for this week. I appreciate you all for coming once again to another Monday Slab Stocks Live. We hope to see you this week, and we will definitely see you uh, next week, hopefully for Bowman, because Down on the Farm is excited. I know Nate's excited. We have 2023, uh Bowman, what, three cases? We're having five coming in. We'll see how many for release day. I don't know how many for release day yet, but we'll find out. Uh, Bazooka Tom said, "And baseball whatnot days coming. There are baseball whatnot days coming. Bazooka Tom. The goal is to be live on Bowman release day, Wednesday, the twenty-six. Fingers crossed, all the product makes in time. Uh, but that is the goal: is Wednesday, twenty-six for Bowman release day will be the first baseball show of during the actual season. So, appreciate all for being here. We'll catch you in a future live stream. And have a great rest of your day. See you guys."